Hey folks, I'm Nick D'Alessandro and this is Wait 5 Minutes, a podcast about Florida by a Floridian. Today, I have a bonus episode just for you. On Monday, I told you about the incredible and amazing origins of Homosassa Springs, a tiny state park on the Gulf Coast with a pretty amazing history. I spoke with Katherine Turner from the Citrus County Old Courthouse Heritage Museum, and she shared with me a really interesting fact about the history of the area that I couldn't just leave on the cutting room floor. See, after the Civil War, when tourism began to blossom along our shores, Homosassa found itself as a naturalist getaway, the kind that would draw fishermen away from the hustle of modern life. They could paddle a boat out to the water and fish from dawn until dusk. Homosassa had several fishing lodges, but one right on the river was aptly called the Rendezvous Inn. And Catherine Turner tells me that during its time as one of the most popular inns at Homosassa, it may or may not have taken up a very special guest. So supposedly the rumor was that um, uh, Grover Cleveland slept there. That's right, Grover Cleveland, our 22nd and 24th president, serving two non-consecutive terms with Benjamin Harrison serving for four years in the middle. At some point during his active years, it's believed that he took a trip down to the old Rendezvous Inn in Homosassa. However, we've, we've never really found any documentation that said that, but you know, he was kind of elusive about what he did anyway, right? He had that cancer surgery on his boat or something, mm-hmm. and nobody knew about it for a long time. What is being referred to here is an infamous event about Grover Cleveland that was covered up for many, many years. When Cleveland started his second term in 1893, the country was struggling economically, and in hopes of not upsetting the market, Cleveland hid the fact that he had discovered a tumor in his mouth. They soon learned that it was cancer, and in hopes of keeping the peace, he decided to have it removed in total privacy. He took a yacht off the coast of New York, and he privately had the tumor removed. No one would be the wiser until some journalists got wind of it. They attempted to expose the story, and the president went after them with a fervor. Grover Cleveland was an interesting president on all accounts, but his obsession with privacy sets him apart from the rest. He didn't want to lie, he just wanted to keep it to himself. One of his other many interests was fishing. Not only was Cleveland a devout fisherman, but he was an outspoken and aggressive supporter of the professional and hobbyist angler. He fished often during his presidency, and after he retired, he would often take trips to our southern Atlantic coast to fish throughout his remaining years. But a century later, there are rumors that Cleveland, at some point as president, took himself and his fishing pole to the bountiful fishing spot known as Homosassa. Catherine and her husband, Brian, have spent many years attempting to uncover the truth. Supposedly, he either had some land or a house down by uh, Vero, um, let's see, or Jupiter or somewhere like that. Um, the closest to Homosassa that my husband ever found any record of him in the, you know, the historic newspapers was at Sanford, I think. Sanford. At some point during his presidency, President Cleveland did come and visit Henry Flagler's first hotel, the Ponce de Leon, in St. Augustine, the opposite end of the coast. So there is evidence that Grover Cleveland was around the state during his term as our executive officer. But around Tampa, Catherine and some historians have uncovered land deeds in the name of Grover Cleveland, as well as one of his partners, Francis Bangs. In our um, deed records, there's tons of deeds, a lot of deeds, you know, I don't know, a lot, I don't know how many, that have this um, 
Francis Banks' name on it. Now, have you ever heard of him, Francis Banks? I have not. Okay, well, him, um, they had a law practice in New York. So actually, Cleveland, Francis Banks, and this Stetson guy, not the Stetson from the college, but maybe a relative, they were all lawyers. Um, in a law firm in New York and there's all these titles with this Francis Banks name on it for property and home assassins. Now, a close associate of the president had land in the area and Cleveland was a visitor of the state known for his love of fishing and Homosasso was an ideal spot for him to do so. But there is still no way that we can perfectly settle whether or not he truly came. Catherine and her husband, Brian, actually have different theories on why we know this information. Catherine believes that he truly did visit. He had land in the area and would come down and fish. He may have spent more time than we realize. Brian believes, however, that Grover Cleveland never came to Homosassa, but the land company that owned the area claimed he did as a publicity stunt. If it's good enough for the president, maybe it's good enough for you too. For many though, it may not matter. This area has so much history already and so many important figures have an influence on how it has changed and grown, but for historians, the void where an answer is supposed to be is an itch that you have to scratch. When you're looking at a timeline and a rumor or possibility is presented to you, no matter how simple that fact could be, if it is true, it is your job to verify that story and to etch it into stone. Katherine Turner puts it in perfect terms. Um, hopefully before um, uh, my husband and I pass on to the greater land, um, we will be able to um, prove whether he really was, he really slept there at the rendezvous. It can be an unforgiving task uncovering and collecting history, but to those who make it their life's work, finding that truth can be the greatest victory. Catherine and her husband hope to go to the Library of Congress and check out some of Grover Cleveland's personal journals. I believe they will complete their goal. I believe they will know their answer. In a few years, it would give Homosassa quite an honor to be one of the many places that can claim that Grover Cleveland slept here. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of Wait 5 Minutes. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. You can leave a review below, or you can follow me and send me a message on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WFMPod. You can also shoot me an email at WFMPod at gmail.com. If you haven't listened to Homosasa Part 1 from Monday, now is the perfect time to do so. Part 2 will be coming out in just three days, and you're going to want to be caught up for this one. Thank you so much to Catherine Turner for all of her help on these episodes. One of my first visits when all of this is over will be the Citrus County Old Courthouse Heritage Museum. If you'd like to do so as well, you can find a link to their website below to schedule your visit. You can also see links of where you can donate to support your community during these trying times. This national crisis can be a scary one, but if you can give, please do. It is important now more than ever that we do our part to make the world a little brighter. All the music used in this episode is, of course, from Lobo Loco. I'll see you Monday with Homosasa Part 2, Native Animals. Until then, I'm Nick D'Alessandro. Take care of yourself. <laughs>